going to go to the phone line here and bring in our first guest of the morning. That is Reverend Dr. Jack Sullivan, Jr. And we're going to talk about abolishing the death penalty this morning, which is something now that faith leaders in the black community have supported after a press release was sent out yesterday. Reverend Dr. Sullivan, how are you, sir? I'm well, thank you, and I appreciate being on your show this morning. Hope you are well. I, I am well, and we appreciate you coming on to the program this morning and uh, wanting to talk about this. And I'll start the show off with uh, this question uh, for you, which is why have uh, leaders in the faith community and the black community decided to come out and take a stand on this issue that can be so polarizing for so many people? Well, more and more people in the faith communities across Ohio recognize that the death penalty is incompatible with the values of our faith. It's very difficult to espouse values of grace and mercy and concern for human welfare and well-being, while at the same time authorizing executions of the same human beings from our human family. Now, with respect to African-American faith leaders and communities, we recognize that the death penalty has been applied in racist fashion uh, from the time of the arrest all the way to execution. We find racism throughout the system, which leads to uh, the tragedy of, of uh, African-Americans being uh, on death row in a disproportionate number than our population numbers are. Well, and I know that the State House has been pushing for this to be changed over the last year. Has this been something that has been talked about in your church community before about wanting to do away with this, or is this just something in the last year that you guys have started to talk about? Well, the Ohio Council of Churches is a 102-year-old organization, and for decades we've been on record as being opposed to capital punishment. We believe that the capital punishment denies God's ability to work with human beings and transform lives as only God can do. And so um, the council has 17 denominations from across Ohio who uh, make up the council. And we arrived at consensus decades ago uh, that definitely uh, in Ohio and everywhere is wrong. It's the voice of Reverend Dr. Jack Sullivan, one of many faith leaders here in Ohio in the black community that decided to speak out yesterday to abolish the death penalty. So how are you guys working with the state house? How are you guys working with lawmakers to make sure that this actually happens this time, Dr. Sullivan? Well, we are partnering with lawmakers. And by the way, the lawmaking lawmaker team is bipartisan and enthusiastic and hopeful for a future without death penalty in Ohio. So we're partnering with certain lawmakers on this matter. And we believe that uh, the time has come uh, for lawmakers uh, to recognize the fact that research shows 59% of Ohioans now believe it's time for Ohio to let go of executions at the death penalty. It's time for us to have a future that does not uh, include executing anybody, that we uh, can do better as a people, as a state, uh, uh, than replicating the values of the people that we condemn. Dr. Sullivan, why do you think it's taken so long for us to get to this point with this? Because seemingly for me, it always seems like the death penalty has been something that is just outright wrong, regardless of how heinous a crime is. I don't think anyone deserves to be killed for 
what their actions are and forgiveness should be part of it. But why do you think it's taken so long for us to end up at this point as a society and at least here in Ohio? Well, I think there are many factors. One of them is the fact that we become outraged when we hear of violent, vicious crime. And we're angry and uh, we, we want to respond. And frequently our response has uh, in, included a desire for the person who committed the murder to be killed himself or herself. Uh, I think we have an anger management issue in our society. And, and I don't want to downplay that because my sister, Jennifer, was murdered in Cleveland, my hometown, in 1997, uh, a murder that still gives our family pain and outrage. Wow. And at the same time, uh, uh, we, along with other families who've lost loved ones from murder, understand the executions have no power to help us grieve, to help us arrive at wholeness, to help restore our lives. Executions are hollow instruments of death that have no redemptive properties. They just continue the cycle of death, the same cycle that consumed our loved ones through murder. And so we, we just do not want the state to replicate the value system of those who take lives. So um, whether a, a, a killing occurs on a Cleveland street or in a Chillicothe prison as authorized by the state, Killing is wrong. Yeah, yeah, and and my condolences, and and I know that it happened a long time ago, but I know that never gets any easier to have to talk about. And my condolences to you and the family for having to go through that over the course of time, and and you know live that pain and live as part of that. And you know, I, I think a big piece to this, uh, Reverend uh, Doctor Sullivan, is. The fact of forgiveness is the fact of being willing to say, look, even though you committed this crime, even though forgiveness is hard to reach, how do we try to achieve that as a society to say, hey, this person committed this horrible crime, but in fact, we forgive you and we don't think that you deserve to die for it? Well, forgiveness is a process uh, for, for most people and it should never be taken lightly nor should it be uh, imposed upon people who have experienced painful uh, circumstances like murders. But I think what we really need is a way to talk about what it takes to restore families who have lost loved ones uh, to murder. Uh, maybe we should be talking about uh, spending the millions of dollars that are devoted to capital cases on murder victim families to help them with the, the, the long list of needs that they have when a loved one is murdered, like burial expenses, education costs, diapers for children left behind, tuition costs, rent, mortgage, utility bills. The list goes on and on, knowing how to, to talk with a funeral home, grief therapy. I mean, there's so many issues and needs uh, confronting families who've lost loved ones to murder but not one of those issues or needs is met by executing and spending the, the, the couple of decades of time it takes uh, for a capital trial to see us in. None of those needs are met by executions and capital cases. We're better off investing in the lives of those who've lost loved ones. And I would say 
uh, out of our anger, we wanted to uh, present ourselves as, as a society as being tough on crime. But I think toughness on crime involves crime prevention, not execution. Executions can't help anybody. They can't bring our loved ones back. And they, they uh, essentially cause the state to forfeit whatever uh, a moral high ground it may have because it ends up living in the same orbit of murderers, of killers. And I don't want the state's values to, to model or mirror those of, of murderers. I just don't want that. Nobody should, should want that, even as angry as we are for those who have hurt us and angered us the most. The term an eye for an eye is not always the best way to go, I think is the best way of saying it. And it's not always what is the most right from any standpoint. Reverend Dr. Jack Sullivan, Jr., I appreciate the time this morning, sir. Fascinating topic. And I wish you guys the best of luck as you continue to push forward in trying to abolish a thing that has hurt so many families over the years, as has, you know, many of the crimes. But this hurts families in different ways. So. Thank you for the work that you're doing, and thanks for joining us. You're quite welcome. Thanks for having me on this morning. Absolutely. Have a good one. Dr. You too. J- Bye-bye.